The buyer and the seller were a good match for one another and they were both very motivated. The seller wanted to retire and was motivated to sell to this person that she felt was a good fit. And the buyer had already made her decision that she wanted to go into this industry and was motivated to get it done and knew how to get it done. Welcome back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am your host, Andy Cavanaugh, joined as always by the president of Apex Business Advisors, Mr. Doug Hubler. Doug, how are you today? I am always grateful to be here. Thank you for having me again or allowing me to co-host. Always grateful to have you here. We are in a different room today. We are. And people don't know that. So they don't. Thanks for saying that. And the reason why we're in a different room, we needed more room. Because today, for the first time ever, we have brought oh a third. We brought a oh friend. My gosh. Valerie Vaughn, wow. welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. We are this excited. is a big step yeah. for everybody. So oh, yeah. What's it taking? Six episodes for you to get tired of just having me here, so you had to bring <laughs> right. Oh, I thought it was you tired of me. No, you, you're okay. tired of me. had to bring somebody okay. else in. I'm okay either way. Um, so what we are here today to talk about, and part of the reason why we're excited to have you, is, is we are uh, talking about... A very successful sale that the two of you worked on. Yeah, and I feel now I'm feeling a little bit odd that I'm the co-host. That the first deal that we bring up as a successful deal was one that I was working on. Well, and it's but also one of your listings too. It, which... it is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about all the successful listings at Apex. Well, the well, one common thread they have is their do their their ducks. The one big reason, yeah. Uh, I listed this thing, so so thanks for bringing it up. Of course. Do you want to start at the beginning, maybe talk about how did this listing end up at Apex? How did we end yeah, up Yeah, it was. A, it's, this is one of the great stories because, you know, of course, referrals are always the best for any business, I think, are always the, the best clients. And this happened to come from an attorney friend of mine whose mother-in-law owns a business and was wanting to sell. But this was a three-year process, so it took some time for her to be ready. Mostly it was, it was mentally prepared and the time frame to be right. And so personal uh, life happens, and so it was, just became the right time last year for her to, to put it on the market. But we had had some conversations over a couple of years so that she knew what was going to be expected, you know, with presenting good financial statements. She'd always been very good, so it wasn't a huge issue, but, but just letting her know kind of what was going to be expected when it was time to, to sell. And that's what the topic of our last few episodes have been, is readying your business for sale. Right, How much right. prep work did you have to, to work on with her on readying her business? Was it ready day one that first conversation three years ago or did it take some time to to get it to where you were ready to list it i think it was more that she had to be mentally ready to put it on the market and to have and to understand what it was going to take for her to communicate to her staff or what she wanted to communicate did she want them ready beforehand and i think that's what she decided to do was just be open with her folks that she was going to be retiring but she wanted the business to continue so she was more open probably than most 
sellers that she wanted to share that with her staff. Very important to her. So I think when I met with her, it was more about just kind of where are you at? What do you, you know, what are you ready for timing wise and that kind of thing. So there wasn't a ton of work really to prep her because she was doing a great job with her business. So three years ago, she was toying with the, the notion just mentally and emotionally wasn't ready to right, right. to put it on the market. And then we fast forward three years and she is. Do we know why she was yeah, ready at I that think point? It, it uh, became definitely there were some health issues in the family, uh, uh, the husband and I think she's and her parents. And so there were there were things that were she just finally there was so much stress on her that she said now's the time. And I think the other part with her business was it is a fairly complicated business. A lot of work in progress, a lot of clients where she's in the middle of doing jobs for people. This was a uh, interior design business. You know, it was a business that was gonna be complicated no matter what. Uh, so she just kind of had to, pre- she had to get mentally ready for what that meant. How are we gonna pass on customers? What's a buyer gonna do? How's it gonna transition? So it was, it was a fairly complicated situation. As part of the transfer, do you feel like she was, did she let her clients know? Or was it just the just the employees that she Only was? until the actual closing. Now, she, there were a couple of situations where she did feel like she needed to let somebody know. They were ongoing clients, but a new project. And she said, hey, just so you know, we're happy to do it, but you're probably gonna be working with the buyer of the business and me. So don't be surprised, but hey, this is secret, hasn't happened yet. But she was she was open to a couple of her clients. And so we get the business listed. How long did we have it listed before we started seeing activity? Well, we saw activity um, pretty quickly, but and that partly because of, we have to be very careful how we describe the business in our marketing. So I couldn't just come out and say, this is a uh, interior design business in Kansas City. I had to disguise it a little bit more. So I would get contact about, about the business. And then there may be, there are just a few people who would have interest in that business. I really expected that business to be on the market for, for a year probably. Even though it was a great business, great income, solid staff, Looking at what the potential buyer pool is, I expected it to be pretty pretty small, hard to find. Needle in a haystack kind of deal. And then Valerie produced a needle in the haystack. So tell us about the buyer that you found and you had actually had history with them. Sure. So the buyer is a personal contact of mine. We had been on a board together and worked very closely together on that board. And that's important because I, I knew how she worked. I knew her thought process. Anyway, we were in a social situation. She made a comment that she and her husband had just flipped a house. And I was rather shocked by that because I knew that they had spent a couple of years building a house and recently moved in. And then they wanted to flip another house. And to me, I was just impressed that she liked decorating and and remodeling so much. She said, oh yeah, I love that. And off the cuff, I said, you should look at the interior design business we have listed right now. It took her several weeks with it just sitting in the back of her mind to come forward and say, I'd like to see the business review on that. And then I knew the buyer well enough to know that I just needed to let her sit 
with the business review. And then she asked for more information and then she asked to meet with the seller. But the time from looking at the business review to meeting with the seller was at least a month, maybe close to two. When we had the buyer and the seller in the room together, it was just obvious that they were a very good fit to work with one another. One of the things that I should have mentioned early on about my personal contact is I knew that their professional career had been spent in law, their attorney. And I knew that she was sort of ready to do something else. So this was a very attractive option for her that she could change professions by buying an established business that already had an ongoing revenue and cash flow stream. One of the things that you had talked about was the, the timing, the, which is always interesting to me to see how different people operate under different, different timelines. This is not a, okay, everybody's this, they're gonna get the CBR on this day, three days later, they're gonna turn that around. Two days later after that, we're gonna have a buyer-seller meeting, and a week later, we're gonna have an offer. To me, it's striking that she got the CBR. You were skilled enough to know that you needed to have her sit on it for a little bit, not push, knowing when to push, knowing when to to let, let things breathe, which then led to the buyer-seller meeting. We, can, we know that we can never push somebody to buy a business, so it really, for, for Valerie, it's a matter of just, you know, bringing it up, letting it sit, letting her make up her mind. And in the, during this process, the seller was meeting with a couple other buyers. So she had- Really? An, fortunately, enough, to, enough time to actually interview other buyers, and that helped her too in the process, understanding how that process worked. Tell me a little bit about the, uh, the difference between the other buyers versus uh, the buyer we ultimately ended up with that Valerie brought. Well, I think the, the seller really felt like the right buyer would be another, like a remodeling business. Since a lot of her clients are remodelers, she thought that that would be the perfect buyer. After talking to a few people in the industry, there, it really wasn't a fit, and there wasn't really an interest from the remodeling people to enter that side of the business. That wasn't their passion. And I think it was clear, the seller really was looking for somebody who had a passion for this business and under and could learn it because it's a, um, even though Valerie's buyer had a passion for it and she had some experience personally with the houses that they bought and sold, it still is gonna take quite a bit of education getting into this into the business and, and learning how it works. So the seller at least had a couple of interviews with people who clearly didn't, it wasn't going to work, wasn't going to be the right fit. And, and the seller has the choice to make on who the right buyer is going to be to take over the business. Was it a skill thing or was it a personality thing that caused yeah, both. both? Motivation? Yeah, both. I mean, so yeah, we get a lot of, you know, we have great conversations, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't right fit for the buyer and they didn't feel like moving forward. It wasn't the seller saying, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore, but the buyer kind of makes their own decision and, and we didn't get an offer from those folks. Okay. So. And so Valerie's person comes in, what you said was that there was an instant connection. What, what led you to believe that? I didn't know the seller. I had not met her until the buyer-seller meeting, but they were 
They both seemed to be very creative, organized, detail-oriented, and people-oriented. Two, two peas in a pod yes. is what we call that. You know, I mean, it, was a, it seemed to be a they perfect just fit. Matched. Like in the meeting, even in the meeting, we're like, oh my gosh, you guys, something's brought you together here. So it worked out. Well, yeah, Valerie. Valerie's the one. Something, <laughs> something, something is Valerie. Valerie. Yes. Okay, gold but star. I've had a chance to talk with the buyer since and ask her what she thought made it all happen smoothly. And she thought there were a number of things, but one thing she pointed out is that she had taken the time to research this industry that she was not she was familiar with but had never thought about going into. And she had already made the leap in her mind that this is something she wanted to do. In fact, by the time we had the buyer and the seller meet for the first time, the buyer had signed up for interior design classes at JUCO and was about to start them. So she was not iffy. She she didn't get cold feet going through the process. The further she went, the more she wanted it, and she she knew what she wanted wanted. How quickly after the buyer-seller meeting did we get the offer to purchase and was there any back and forth? How did that process go? It was three weeks before the LOI came in and there was a counter. I think there that, was that a second pretty, counter that, but that went pretty that quickly. That went pretty fast. Once yeah. the counter, once the offer was in place there wasn't a lot to adjust. It was, it was a pretty good offer to start with. I think the transaction could have closed faster than it did but the buyer and the seller consciously made a decision to delay it to the end of the year because December 31st was a really convenient time for the business to transfer uh, both on the seller and buyer side and that had more to do with financial matters than anything else. Well there's in- inventory end of year closing out all the holiday inventories and, and making a switch and then there's uh, going to market in January, first, like the first week of January. So it was a great time to introduce the buyer into the business then. And so we get an offer, offer accepted, of course, we're here. So mm-hmm. and we're, we're, <laughs> this is a success story. So, right, yes. Uh, so obviously the offer, we, had, we got there after a couple rounds of counters. Tell me a little bit about the due diligence process. It's often an area where we see things can, can fall apart. This one ran pretty pretty smooth. It Tell did. me what, I you, mean, she, what you attribute that um, to. The, the buyer asked for a list of a list of things. Now, fortunately, she had M&A experience, so she, so she was kind of aware of the due diligence and wasn't overly demanding. You know, she didn't ask for 10 years of tax returns. She asked for what was reasonable and what the seller could provide. And the seller was had her books in order. Everything was clean, so it was easy for her. I would ask for something within a half an hour. I would have a report, and so it was amazing working with a, a seller that was that quick, responsive, and organized. They were also able to meet at the seller's business. The seller gave her access to her accounting system, and so the seller was just very amenable to making this work. She wanted to work. She really liked the buyer, knew that this was a great fit. So there was no resistance there at all. How did due diligence go from your perspective, Valerie? What did uh, you'd mentioned that she had had a legal background. Did you think that that helped? Oh, yes. She didn't need a lot of guidance on what next steps were. And as Doug mentioned, she knew what was reasonable 
and I say reasonable because we sometimes encounter buyers who Google on what due diligence is supposed to look like and they come in with a list that is so long and tedious and onerous that a small business owner could never respond correctly. Yeah, they see yeah. something from a Fortune 500 buying a Fortune uh, 2000. Right, and many of these things, you know, a, a page of 300 items or, you know, pages of 300 items, most of them don't even apply to the business. So a buyer sometimes doesn't even look at it. They just say, print it out, send it over, this is what I want, and we end up going through and scratching through, you know, 80% of it. How was the deal financed? Lender. The buyer worked with a Apex recommended lender. She did also speak with a lender that we don't typically work with. It is a lender that does SBA loans and we look for lenders that are preferred SBA lenders or the phrase is PLP. The other choice, the other option was a PLP lender, but I think that most of their lending, SBA lending expertise was in a southern state, not local. And I also think that the lender, the buyer chose, had a very attractive fixed rate. And that swung her, her decision as well as, you know, money. So when I know that this is a... What was the loan going to cost? I know this is a success story, but we've also talked about horror stories using the non-preferred lenders. Can you briefly tell us why a preferred lender is, for lack of a better term, preferred? There's a reason why they're <laughs> called preferred lender. Sure. And I just finished a deal where we worked with a lender that I do not think was preferred. And what happened is there are hiccups. The preferred lenders know exactly what's supposed to happen and when, and it goes very, very smoothly. There's great communication between the lender and Apex. So we are providing them what they want and need, and they have confidence that the broker is on top of things and will get them what they need. With with the transaction that closed recently where there were hiccups, at at one o'clock on the afternoon of closing, the bank sent an email and needed two more things. And they had to get a signature from the seller that day. And that just would never happen with a preferred lender. It would be done. Buyer and seller would walk into a room, sign some papers, and it would be over. Very smooth. And there's a difference between, I mean, there are preferred lenders that we have because we've dealt with them before, and then the preferred lenders with the SBA. So two different things. But, you know, a bank can be preferred with the SBA, but hardly ever do acquisition lending. So we're looking for banks that are preferred with the SBA who are familiar with acquisition lending, and not just familiar, but do them regularly. Regularly. That's key to get us to the to the closing. We got to closing. Due diligence was completed. Financing was in place. Uh, smooth closing. How Closed th- on the last day of the month. Of the year. Of the year. Of the year of the month. <laughs> <laughs> so December 31st. Clo- closed on the last day of the month. Of the month of the year. December. <laughs> which is also so, the last isn't month. Isn't that weird of the, how that works? Yeah. yeah. So... What can we say about the closing? Well, what was nice is both the buyer and seller wanting to publicize this. And and many times we're, you know, we have a closing, they sign the uh, buyer signs the bank documents, 
we sign the asset purchase agreement, shake hands, and money transfers, which is great. Everybody's happy with that. But what's really nice, too, is that they wanted to take a picture. They wanted to publicize it. They want everybody to know. And, and those, are, those are great things. We did have a great picture taken with them and put it out on, on social media. And, and, and they're very happy to let everybody know that this is what's going on. And that was partly, you know, when they led leading into this is they were not too worried about people finding out about it and they preferred their clients know. So it was all good. So uh, as we kind of wind down here, Valerie, what do you think are the three, what are the three most important things that made this a very successful and smooth transaction? It was a great listing. We'll start with Doug. Doug? (laughs) (laughs) Valerie's voice changed. (laughs) It was was a terrific listing, number one. Number one. What a great listing. Okay, Valerie, two and three. Fantastic buyer broker. I mean, it's probably number two. (laughs) I think that the three things that made it really work really well are the top three things. There were a lot of things. The buyer and the seller were a good match for one another, and they were both very motivated. The seller wanted to retire and was motivated to sell to this person that she felt was a good fit. The buyer had already made her decision that she wanted to go into this industry and was motivated to get it done and knew how to get it done. A collaboration, everyone worked really well together, the attorneys, the brokers, the lender, there was a great communication. I didn't feel like there was ever a time where we didn't know what was going on. And sometimes when there isn't great communication, the broker isn't exactly sure of where it is in the process, and that usually ends up not well. And the third reason is probably the organization and attention to detail of both the buyer and the seller. The buyer gathered her information for the lender really quickly, made a decision very quickly. When the lender asked for something else, got it to the lender very quickly. The seller, Doug, has already talked about how quickly she turned around requests for information. So I think, you know, good match, collaboration, and uh, organization. Doug, anything to add outside of what a fantastic <laughs> listing? <laughs> I, think, I think Valerie sums it up. I think that was like ten reasons why it went so well. She packaged ten. It reasons was a lot. Into into, yeah, that's right. So reason it one, reason one A, <laughs> reason one B. Right, right. And remember, it was a great listing. <laughs> well, if you have a great listing, we have been very fortunate that we have been selling what we've been getting right. these past uh, these past handful of months. So. Um, we would love to talk to you about potentially selling your business if that's something that you're considering now or you know a few years or down the road. Or if you know someone who owns a business, because we are we're at that point where we are selling what we're getting, and 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 the market is great right now for sellers. And we're open to talking to those who want to sell in a few years, right? So that right. we can help them understand what a buyer values and how their business stacks up and what they can do to improve the value. And to find out more about Apex, our website's the best place to go, right? KCAPEX.com. You're going to you see lots of information, tons, buyers, sellers, education pieces out there. This podcast is now out there. Mm-hmm. Our blog, of course, you can connect with 
Doug, myself, and Valerie are all out there with beautiful pictures and our LinkedIn <laughs> profiles. <laughs> and of course, as, uh, as always, as my kids would say, if you are buying or selling a business, we got you, fam. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.